Welcome, everyone, to episode 29 of Casting the Net with Father Dave and Rick. In today's episode, we continue the discussion on Advent, and they talk about a lot of great things in today's episode. They talk about how we can improve on our subtle transgressions of the commandments. They talk about choosing comfort over courage and choosing ease over sacrifice, how we have the benefit of the incarnation with interior regeneration and how it's what marks Catholicism as being different, how we're elevated into something new, and we're called to be all in in this Advent season, and how Advent is a time of hope. So a lot of great things in today's episode. Please enjoy. I think it's a great episode, Casting the Net. Hi, I'm Father Dave Nuss, together with Father of Four, Rick Lingva. Welcome to Casting the Net. We are in search for catching the faith. Hey friends, Father Dave here with my co-host Rick, and we are casting the net. Thank you so much for taking a moment to join us for a conversation that that we sure enjoy having as we continue to traverse the Advent terrain. And we've reached a point this Advent, Rick, where we've we've passed the halfway mark. Rejoice, rejoice, rejoice! Absolutely, Gaudete. That's right. The, uh, the <laughs> uh, I was. Uh, I don't know if I want to go this way. <laughs> I, was, I was going to reveal a, a text conversation I had with a priest friend about pink vestments, but uh, uh, he, the pink he, was he, in full display. He insisted that it's salmon. <laughs> oh, salmon. salmon colored. I actually I hadn't heard of salmon. I know <laughs> well, there are some that prefer rose, but we saw in 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 church recently we saw different colors displayed that helped to activate hmm. um, our own senses towards a change that mm. is at hand, and that change is that the Lord's arrival is closer mm. than before. Yeah. And we're supposed to be heightened in our anticipation, not not unlike it's closer to the time when someone's finally arriving at the house, yeah. right? That's there right. might be a, a flurry of activity to, to ready those things that I put off and I procrastinated, but underneath that is a, is a heightened anticipation of the joy and the exuberance of greeting and seeing and embracing and savoring the delights of love of the ones who arrive. And that's mm. what the church is seeking to help make happen mm. in a world in which we live that has utterly no interest in the arrival of anyone. Yeah, yeah. And rightly so. I mean, the, the, this feast that we're preparing to celebrate, it just it illuminates so much about the Christian faith and Catholicism in particular. Um I mean, there, there are a lot of sort of central claims that the Catholic Church holds as important, uh, but this is one of the more fundamental ones, you know, at least at least in terms of it being logically prior to a lot of the other mysteries we celebrate. Mm. You know, I mean, Christ's crucifixion and resurrection are, are maybe the, the, the pinnacle of, of how God wants to save us, but, I mean, Christ has to be really and truly born first in order to die, so... Um, at least in that sense, um, there is a logical priority to this this feast, and it's such a beautiful one, um, such a cause for hope or such a uh, fostering or, or strengthening of our hope. What are some ways that your own hope is is fostered and is strengthened in this time? Well, I tell you what, I, I <clears throat> lately, or at least in this Advent, I've been thinking about the coming celebration of the Nativity um, in terms of my own falling short in mm. pursuit of holiness. Mm. And, and it's something we all, we're all there. We all are in the same boat. 
Um, and I think if we all, this is at least is true. It's true of me. I'm sure it might, well, not sure, but it might be true of you too. When I look at my Fall, life. Falling short. Well. It's, I'm first it, in that in, line. In this, this way in particular. <laughs> um, when I look at my, my, just my, my daily life, I'm pretty good at avoiding big transgressions of the commandments. Like mm. I, I don't murder people most days. I'm grateful. For I, that. <laughs> uh, I, I don't covet my neighbor's possessions very often. I don't, I'm not dishonorable toward my parents. Um, so those are okay. But you know, m- implicit and more subtle transgressions of the commandments kind of mm. creep in. And mm. um, I struggle with those big time. Yeah. Like it almost seems like they, 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 they pop into my life or into my mind and heart yeah. before I even know what's going on. Yeah. So that, uh, you know, what St. Paul says in Romans is 100% true of me too. You know, the good that I want to do, I just, I don't seem to be able to do. Mm. And the evil that I want to avoid, I just kind of fall into. Yeah. You know, it's a paraphrasing, but that's essentially sure, what he says. exactly. And it leaves you wondering, how can anybody do this? Like, it, it's very easy to um, to slip into just resignation or to, to you know, just submit. Sure. Um, and God's answer to that question is what we're going to be celebrating in two weeks now, Mm -hmm. the Feast of the Nativity. He becomes a human being. He takes on a human nature, the the same human nature we have that we all share. Mm -hmm. And by the healing power of his divinity, by the healing power of God, he makes contact with it and uh, rejuvenates it, rehabilitates it, so that we are able to, to, it might not seem as though we're making much progress, but we know by the certitude of faith that we've been empowered to, proceed and to grow in holiness. Yes. And it's, it could be a lifelong tough slog, but it's, it's real. Yeah. Yeah. It makes all the difference, doesn't it? Mm -hmm. Makes life. It does make life real. That's a great way of saying that. And, and with that, it's, there's so many forces in daily living that are not helping to sharpen that truth Hmm. because they're trying to uh, lure us into if we go back to the the big four from your mentor uh, Saint Thomas Aquinas, <laughs> uh, the power, pleasure, honor, and wealth. Yeah. They're trying to lure us into that. That comfort, fulfillment, satisfaction is only going to be found uh, in those in those vestiges. Yeah. And and I and I find that the the same struggles that you're mm-hmm. saying, where maybe it's not the um, the sensational fall from grace. But it's a little bit here and it's a little bit there. And mm-hmm. and I catch myself sometimes with time or with energy. Those are things that sometimes I can I can covet like my own. Mm-hmm. Um, as it doesn't seem to be, a, there doesn't seem to be an ample amount that's discretionary. <laughs> and there are some times that I, that really presses upon me. Mm. And um, just the other night uh, to be awakened, you know, with a call and a, a, a call where there was a, there was a need, though the need didn't lie with me directly in the form of a responsibility that was mine to attend. It was a need that was placed before me, mm. you know, and I was the priest that picked up the phone and I'm kind of wrestling, <laughs> where <laughs> I really, am I? Do I really need and to what time is it? Well, that was the second question. First, it was just kind of some <laughs> sort of on? cognition to kick in my consciousness and and of course, you live this too as a dad. It's just differently, mm-hmm. and and catching myself in a moment of temptation of um, you know comfort and like, yeah. well, it's not my 
issue. This was the temptation, right? That's speaking to me, yeah. you know? Yeah. And, and then it was the spirit, if you will, responding and saying, cut that out. Mm. Cut that out. Yeah. You're being called. You represent, the, you represent my church right now. Right. Get going. And by the <laughs> way, there's only a, some of you who are, I've given the authority to exercise the sacrament in this way. So mm. go. So I acknowledge that too, yeah. that, that, that struggle at times, um, <clears throat> maybe not sensational, known to many, um, a great fall from grace, but the, the being lax, um, choosing comfort over courage, mm-hmm. uh, choosing ease over sacrifice. Well, there's a real pull toward mediocrity. In, yeah. in lots of forms, but yeah. but spiritual, perhaps yeah. preeminently, um, it's not terribly different from instances in the Old Testament where we see when when the Israelites get in real trouble, it's when they're wealthy and <laughs> you know content, yeah, and they sort of lose their edge, you know, and and that's that's when God takes them into the desert or into yeah. the wilderness, yeah, that's um, right. where they first fell in love, where, where God and the Israelites were first betrothed. And sort of reminds them of what's expected of them. Yeah, um, sounds pretty harsh and, and sort of uh, sort of austere, and and it is in a way. Um, but no less is expected of us. But but in our in our case, we have the uh, the benefit and the advantages of of the incarnation. Yes, you know, we do. Of what we're what we're fixing to celebrate right. in just a just a few days. Yeah, you know that um, that interior regeneration. Um, it's it's really one of those things that marks Catholicism as different. Yes. You know, um, Martin Luther, you know, the great Protestant reformer who who most Protestants still stay in touch with as, a, as an important figure. Augustinian monk. Augustinian monk, yeah. Kind of, from a Catholic perspective, went off the rails. But, uh, <laughs> you know, he, he remarked that, um, you know, God works on the human soul sort of the way snow covers uh, a pile of dung. You know, and mm. in, in, in only that in, in only the way that, that Martin Luther can put it, uh, you know, snow covered dung. By, by that, he meant that, you know, we're not really changed by God. Yeah. He just kind of covers us, covers up the ugly stuff in us yeah. and, and ignores it and, um, you know, moves on. Um, the Catholic Church pr- proposes something very different. Yes. You know, that, that we are changed interiorly. Yes. And exteriorly. Yeah. We're, we're, we're changed. We're elevated into something new by Christ. And then and then Christ also offers us an example to follow as an exterior uh, model. Yes. As an example, a human model and example. Yes. Um, so, you know, we're, we're called to be all in, and we have no excuses not to be. Yes. Yeah. You know, we mark that reality that we are, we are fundamentally changed, qualitatively changed. We mark that in a baptismal ritual where we have a moment where a garment is presented, whether it's an infant, child, or adult. Mm symbolizing the fact that there is a different character that now is at play that is independent of the recognition within the recipient himself or mm. herself. Yeah. This is what grace does. Right. It transform- We're not celebrating something that happened already. We yeah. are rejoicing in something that just did happen. That, right. if you will, um, Christ reached into the, into the very uh, depth of the soul of the person mm-hmm. and implanted his presence in a way that is irrevocable. It can't be removed. You right. can't get rid of it. You're not rebaptized. You're never rebaptized. Because there's no need. One time it's, is enough. It's nonsensical. Yeah. 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 
And that's that's why we call Christ the second Adam, or one of the reasons yes. anyway. I mean, we, we are made into something new. We're, we're elevated to something more than what we were originally created to be. Um, and that's why in, in a really beautiful and real way, you know, that, that dirty cave in, in Palestine 2,000 years ago became the center of the universe. Yeah. Right? Right. And I think there's, you know, just just sitting with that image is a really valuable thing to do, I think, this season. Because we there's a real danger in kind of instrumentalizing God, you know, and by that I mean only ask it like when we hear something that the church teaches or something that you know we we're told is true about God we ask it we ask okay well what's what does that mean for me like what do I get out of that how does that cash out in my life mm. it's an important question to ask mm. i mean most of these things that we believe do have concrete implications for us but like god isn't just you know santa or or you know the divine gumball machine who who gives us stuff you know he, he is he is good and beautiful and loving and true and wise in himself yes and worthy of all worship and praise yes yes in and, it's, and of himself it's just just doing yeah just us doing that um is good for us yeah just just marveling or contemplating the goodness of god the the wisdom that he showed in um and becoming a human being for our salvation is good for us. Yes. We're, we're, we're wired for that. Yes. You know, it is, um, it's, it's, it's far more revelatory of God's love and wisdom and, and power that he became a human being to save us than if he had just, you know, by divine decree said, okay, you're good. Or just, you mm. know, flipped a celestial mm. switch mm. And, and fixed it. Like it's, mm. it's, it shows his power and his wisdom and his love far more, uh, by the fact that he would become a human being and, and go through all the, the stages of human life for us than if he hadn't just just contemplating that and sitting with that this season and and you know truthfully all seasons is um you know is healthy and good for us and, yeah. and helps in our growth and holiness yeah great great thoughts for us to ponder as we approach this holy feast in a feast that changes the entire world it, a, a, a feast that actually marks still <clears throat> chronology of human history, mm. uh, despite so many non-believers. Mm. Advent is a time of hope, and that regeneration is the desire of God to make present within ourselves. And on our part, we just turn to the to the God of the universe Himself, and we just ask for that to happen. Yeah, I mean that's what don't, we do. Don't be fooled. Don't be fooled by the slow progress. Don't be frustrated or discouraged by the slow progress. Yeah. Um, we're stubborn creatures, you know. Yeah. We're, we're we're stubborn yeah. critters, and yeah. uh, sin is still a real thing, even though we have been made new. Um, but God's grace is greater. That's it. Patiently persevere, hmm. trusting in God always, seeking Him in all things, yeah. and therefore expecting Him to provide what we need. Friends, he's Rick. I'm Father Dave. He's uh, he's a dad. I'm a priest. We're trying to become better fathers this Advent. And thank you so much for sharing the journey with us. We're casting the net. Friends, he's Rick. And I'm Father Dave, a dad and a priest, together trying to become better fathers by catching Christian faith. Thanks for joining us for our conversation. And we hope that you'll connect with us next week for Casting the Net. 